Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, it's your boy, Sylvester Stimley, also known as Sly. Welcome to Keeping the Kingdom. Remember, <laughs> it's not just a lifestyle. Excuse me, it's not just a saying, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. And uh, man, today we're going to have some fun. Um, pretty cool Kingdom Connection. Um, I got yeah. a guest here. Man, y'all give it up for Cole. Yeah. What's man, up? Man, Cole What's is up? in town. What's up, um, guys? He's in town from, from Arkansas. Yes, sir. Sweet, yeah, baby. Let's go. I knew that. Yeah. You know yeah. that. So, uh, man, from Mansfield mm -hmm. to Arkansas. Yes, sir. Not a whole bunch of difference. Um, no. But I would say, man, um, I am I'm grateful um, for the Kingdom Connection that started with your with your father. Yeah. Um, that has then there's a there's a connection that is intertwined in there with FCA. Right. Um, and your church and just, you know, your youth pastor and me and just, I mean, there's just so many cool connections and man, I'm excited about just this conversation today. There's some stuff that um, I was able to connect with your dad on just how mm -hmm. you have been doing ministry and mm -hmm. how you've had an impact on some guys in your circle. Yeah. Um, but then even just stuff that you're working on. And so, mm -hmm. man, Cole, uh, I think it would be. I think it'd be good if you were to just tell those that will get a chance to see this. Um, some of them know you. Yeah. Um, but I believe that there's going to be those out there that don't know you. Mm -hmm. um, man, man, tell them a little bit about you. Where are you from? You know, church home. And, you know, let's just let's jump right into that. And, then, yeah. and then I'll you know, I'll jump in there, and, you know, throw some stuff at you. And we'll sure. Just, just chop it up. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So I was born in... Uh, Russellville, Arkansas. That's a long story, but um, yeah. Born, so I was born in Arkansas. Um, moved to my parents moved us to where we're at now. Shortly after, Dad had um, worked for the church that he works for now, Rush Creek. He worked as a student pastor before uh, me and my siblings were born. And uh, after a season that uh, was really a blessing for God to move them out of out of that church, um, God pulled him back. Uh, so my dad's old boss calls him. He's like, "Hey, I have a full time pastor position for you." Um, dad comes in, he becomes the co-pastor of church on Rush Creek at the time, um, under Russ Barksdale for, uh, 15 plus years, something like that. Uh, from when I was about one to, uh, three years ago when I was 15. Um, and then Russ retired and he had been setting up my dad to, to become lead pastor of that. And so we were in Mansfield, Arlington, DFW area for my entire life that I can remember. Um, just being intentional with Rush Creek and, and with the, those people and, and that community and that family. Um, and my parents just both stewarded me well. I've always said like my mom could have been a pastor just as much as dad. Mm. Um, living with two, two just really intentional, um, very intellectual people about the Bible. They, they knew what they were talking about and they lived it out really well. Uh, and that's something my mom always loved about dad is that he, and she always would say, it's like your father's like someone. Yeah. What's we up? We gotta slow down. We gotta slow down. We gotta slow down because I don't want whoever's watching this mm -hmm. to miss the value mm. of having what I would say is she is. It sounds like mom was not only a Proverbs thirty-one wife, yeah, but she was also one that was walking out her faith absolutely in a way that you're able to now be able to identify and say hey this isn't just um on my father the husband this is like my yeah. mom played an instrumental role in planting spiritual seeds mm -hmm. to where i can look back and say you know what man like like my mom 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 would she wasn't coming off the bench she was starting yeah exactly all right and so what would you say i would Yes, for ladies. For ladies. Because because we'll 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 unpack. Let's unpack this for a let's second. Unpack so, it. So, let's do it. So mom. Yeah. You, you're able to look back and be like, man, mom played a role. Yeah. In my spiritual journey, and my dad was the actual pastor. Mm -hmm. But it looked you you if you were to look at my my parents from the outside looking in, you would have thought she was the pastor too. Yeah. And so, what are some things that you feel like? Would be good for young ladies, mm -hmm. um, maybe maybe a mom that's watching this to know the the importance of sowing seeds as a mother into mm -hmm. 
even a young boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just the young girls, but. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, yeah, I think what my mom did really well is that she knew my dad intimately uh, in that how he works. So if you don't know, if you don't know my dad, um, he's a textbook introvert, right? But it's pretty hard to be an introvert when you're a pastor. So he has this, like, people will say, like, a social battery. Um, so every, like, Sunday, he'll, like, go he'll go to church, and he's he's the guy. And this is, not, this is not a fake Marty Collier that he's putting on on Sunday morning. That is the real Marty Collier. But there's only so much of him to go around. Sunday afternoons, he's sleeping, we're watching the football game, and we're just chilling out because he uses all his social battery that morning, right? And he does a great job. So mom knows that. And so I think a thing she did really well is that when she knew something was tough with work, maybe, I don't know, some kind of like some work politics. Yeah. Ministry. Ministry Ministry stuff. Ministry's hard. Yeah. Ministry's really tough. Um, So when he'd come home and and he just does not have a whole lot left, uh, mom would know that and mom would pour in just as hard as he would. Mm. And then when she's like, oh, there's a lot of blessing going on at the church, she might pull back and dad would, and she would like, open up conversations for dad to pour in some wisdom to us. And like, at like dinner, for example, cause we don't, Ooh, this is gold. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, Yo, talk about, man. listen, 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 Linda. <laughs> Cole, we live, we live in a time where we idolize. Um, oh, they finna come for me. Uh Oh, might get canceled right after this. We gonna lose subscribers. We <laughs> bro, Robbie's <laughs> already chuckling. Yo, the but, ah, I'm gonna say it. So we we live in a time where we idolize Taylor and Kelsey's. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, right, dude. I'm telling you, yeah. Before that was it, it was Bay and Jay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, man, your mom is like, yo, I know, my, I know my guy well enough to where if he running at like 60 oh yeah let me let me pull up yeah pass me the ball right you know what i mean exactly we need that especially in a time where we're being inundated with so much false information yeah yeah um that is destroying our soul Mm -hmm. and mom is like yo pass me the ball i got you yeah oh you feeling better now all right you back at point yes exactly so Man, that is... That's a huge thing. Like, knowing, intimately knowing your partner and, like, what they need. And also knowing what Scripture says about relationships. Right. Like, just because the man is the head of the household and the man of the, the head of the family doesn't mean that he has to be at 100 all the time and that you mm, are say it, doing no, whatever. Say it again. I'm saying, I, just because the man's the head of the family doesn't mean that... That shouldn't mean that he has to be at 100 the whole time. Because we're humans. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's like, I think mom did a great job with that. And then also just... And she knew, so she was, she did part-time. She, she knew from when they got married, she wanted to work. She wants to bring in an income, but her number one priority is going to be the kids. Right. And that's awesome. And I don't think that's a, the, the correct thing to do necessarily, like always for every situation, but I think it was correct in our family. Uh, I think it worked out really well. Um, and so, do you yeah. hear this wisdom? This dude, t- tell them how old you are. Cause I mean, I'm I don't 19. know. Like the fact that hey. you have, like the fact that you have the the wisdom to be able to see that. No, yeah, at your age, and it sounds like you didn't just get this on your drive over here today. No, yeah, like, I think what's what's actually funny. It's so awesome that like you say that because like, just what God's doing in my life, like right now. Just to jump ahead a little bit, we'll get here in a little bit. But just what He's doing right now. I just was um, initiated into to Bucks Brothers Under Christ. It's a Christian fraternity on the University of Arkansas campus. It started at UT in 85. Um, University of Texas? Yeah. Yeah, so it started at UT okay. in 85. Hook em. I'm sorry. Hey, I, I, hey, I, I'm, hey. I'm sorry. I want, no, I want no smoke. I want Bro. no smoke. <laughs> I don't that, Cole. Bro. He had to do that. Okay. Not in I'm this sorry. house. I'm no, sorry. yeah, so it's, it's a Christian frat started by um, some guys back in 85 who didn't really feel comfortable with the present fraternal lifestyle. Um, so they set out and, and made this, this fraternity of... Christian dudes and, and very like I was memorizing scripture all through pledgeship. I was with my brothers all through pledgeship. We were carrying each other's burdens all through pledgeship. Like it was very intentional, very brotherhood based, very our, So our, our purpose is to um, establish brotherhood and unity um, for Christian, Christian college men under the common bond of Jesus Christ. That's our like purpose. That's our purpose um, phrase. Mm. So through that, 
we have this guy called the ACOP, and he's the assistant chaplain of Pledgeship. So four pledges, most of them are freshmen, right? This guy is an upperclassman. His entire job is to pour into these kids, the, the freshmen, right? So his name was Eli Lasser, great guy. Um, shout out to Eli. Eli. Shout out to Eli. We love you, bro, uh, if you're watching. Uh, so Eli, he would have us share our testimonies every single Tuesday for 15 minutes with four, four other members of our pledge class that we had not really met yet. So I shared my testimony four times a week, every week. Uh, I'm gonna start, instead of doing time out, I think what I'm going to start doing is when I, when I want to slow, slow, slow down. down the car, I'm going to be like, mm -hmm. uh, just mm -hmm. uh, bring that foot off the gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he is, this is a disciple. It is. Making disciples. Yeah. You said weekly? Weekly. Every single Tuesday at 9.30. Every Tuesday at 9.30. Yeah. You're sharing... My testimony at least four times within the span of 15 minutes. Oh, my word. Yeah. And that was, that, was just, that was just on those nights. And then we would have nights where I'm not going to share too much because, I mean, it's sacred for anyone who's going to pledge bucks, please do. But um, we would have times where it was intentional testimony. So tell me about this one specific part of your testimony. Like, what's, what's this trauma in your testimony? Let's talk about that. What's, what's this, what, what, did, what did your salvation look like? What did the, the night of your salvation look like? Specific things like that. And so, yeah, that's that, additional. Yo, that's additional. Oh, this is blowing my mind. Yeah. Here, here's why, right? Yeah. Um, man, so you have, when you say the word initiation, it immediately brings gangs, which gangs exist. Um, right. Gangs are a form of community, mm. brotherhood. Um, where they challenge and they encourage you to understand a mission statement. Yeah. Um, they also um, put you in situations where you have to be able to make decisions, mm -hmm. uh, recount stories, like what would you do? In the, like it's just, yeah. it's interesting that, I say interesting, man, it is heartwarming that we have these... This organization, yeah, probably more out there that are very similar to Bucks, um, that will put you in a position where you are being trained to evangelize. Yeah. So not only is exactly he dis is. discipling you, he's training he's us how to do that. Training you to evangelize. Yeah. So much that it will come off of your tongue with ease. Oh yeah. Yeah. You said. Every Tuesday. That is wild. Yeah, I've gotten my test. It's so funny. I came back for Thanksgiving, and I told my mom that. She's like, well, share me your testimony. I was like, you know okay, my testimony. Let's go. Uh, share my testimony? I mean, yeah, I mean we, don't, we don't have to do 15 minutes, but just give it Of course, you know. yeah. And I, I've gotten it down to, to pretty quick. Yeah, man. So, I mean, what we were talking about earlier, um, born in a Christian household, and, and my, my parents were stewards of, stewards of the word. Um, growing up. What my dad, being the pastor of, of now uh, multiple locations of Rush Creek, looked like for me was a little bit of jealousy and uh, a, a need for this relationship with my dad and this like very intentional relationship that I wanted. Um, but I was letting the, the devil get in the way of that by um, letting him tell me that like my dad, like, oh, he is the prayer mentor for these other people. He's there for these other people. He doesn't have enough left for you. It's like mm. everyone else is like, oh my gosh, I just called your dad today because I'm going through this hard thing. Oh my gosh, like doing mentorship, counseling with your dad. Like, oh, it's, he's so great. He's such a good mentor. But I'm like, well, he's doing this all for everyone else. Why can't he just be like my mentor? You know, like why can't he just counsel me? And that was tough. And, and I, but I never vocalized that to him. Um, so what that looked like was me trying to be like, okay, well, I have to be so good at these other things mm -hmm. in life that my dad will be intentional with me and that like I this will just be like our thing. And so I was like, man, I need to at the time like what that looked like was I was like decently decently good at um like the arts and music and 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 theater and that kind of thing. So uh, I was doing that a lot. Uh, yeah, so what that looked like for me is um at the time I was really getting into like music and, and, and singing and started playing guitar. Um, so I like, okay, well, I want to be in the worship band. Audition for the worship band. Um, didn't make it a couple times. Finally made it by my, my freshman year. 
So like, okay, I'm going to be really good at worship. That's what going to be my thing. And then I was doing theater and high school. I was like, okay, that's going to be my thing. And I started doing football in um, seventh grade. And I was like, okay, this is going to be my thing. I need to be the best at football, and I also need to be the best singer, and I also be need to be the best actor on stage, and I also need to get all the 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 leading roles, and also this, that, and the other. And I also have to be the best friend to all my friends, and I have to have the most friends, and I need to be so performance. Exactly, mm. exactly. Identity and performance was huge for me. Um, and I think it just came from like this. I wanted to not be the best at something so that I could be recognized necessarily, but be the best at something so that I could have like something that, that like my dad specifically or anyone else would be like, man, this is like Cole's thing. And he's like, it's something specific to me and something that we can share. Um, and that just looked like a lot of brokenness and a lot of hurt in like not being able to be the, the best at anything really. Mm. Um, which is, I mean, there's only going to be one best person and what, what are the chances is going to be me? So right, right. that was tough for me. Um, so I went through high school with a lot of hurt in that area, and that just kind of deteriorated my relationship with my father, deteriorated relationships with other people, um, and I realized a lot of my relationships, my friendships were based on that need for um, performance and stuff. Um, but recently, after a, a church camp, I just had this moment with the Lord. So uh, the church camp is what year? So this is my freshman, uh, not freshman, going into my freshman year of college. So my, okay. la- my last ever church camp okay as a senior just finished my senior year um and ETBU past- yeah yeah yeah, yeah. ETBU right. yeah so the pastor does this this crazy thing and he's like okay guys I'm gonna do something weird I wasn't planning on doing this but everyone close your eyes I'm gonna speak over you as if the Lord is speaking over you right so like don't think of me don't think of anything else just think this is the Lord speaking to you and I was like all right cool it's flat like I've seen everything this is just whatever Close my eyes. And he starts just talking about how, like, he's like, I love you and I know you fully. Mm. And I see you and I see where you're at and I still love you and I'm pursuing you actively. And I've never stopped pursuing you and I'm never going to. And and I just started, like, weeping. And I just don't, I don't, I don't cry, like, ever. And I was, like, crying. I was like, what is going on? And I just realized, like, I had been telling myself or letting the the devil tell me rather that my dad doesn't fully know me and if he would fully know me then he wouldn't love me right wow and he wouldn't love me like he says he does and i was like that but like but if god fully knows me and he knows how awful i've been to him and how many times i've run away from him and how many times that i've that i've intentionally said no to a very clear calling and he still is actively pursuing me. I'm like, well, then I can't put this perfect. I'm putting this perfect filter on my dad because everyone does. Mm. You know, everyone puts the perfect filter on the pastor right. until there's a scandal. Right. right? Since there right. haven't been any of those, he's still got the perfect filter on him. And I'm like, I can't. I know my dad better than any of these people. Why do I still have the perfect filter on him? Right. Mm. He's not perfect. He he does. He's never going to know me fully, but he can love me fully. Yeah. That yeah. kind of thing. And so. That really helped me patch my relationship with my dad. I, I talked to him when I got back from church camp. We had some really intentional conversations. And, I mean, we're great now. And, and God's really working through me in that sense uh, actively in college to just be intentional with relationships and pursue and and know that no one's perfect. None of my friends are going to be perfect. None right. of the, my roommates are going to be perfect. But that, like, just because I don't know them fully, and I that doesn't mean I can't love them fully, right? right. So, yeah. Man, and, and what a cool opportunity that God would give you mm. to be a, a pastor's kid yeah. who has this journey. Mm-hmm. And now you get to use your story to give him glory to help other young men who probably have a challenged relationship with their father because... Yeah. We live in a time where that is the norm. Yeah. Right. Y'all's is, and everyone's relationship with their father is different. Yeah. But I think it's a door that God has allowed you to walk through because he trusts you with it. Mm. So that now when you're there at college and you run into a um, a young man and, and, and they begin to tell you maybe about their relationship, 
and they're telling you about their relationship, maybe with their mom, and you notice, like, man, ain't said nothing about their dad. Hmm. Yeah. And it gives you an opportunity to now be like, you know, I've been there. Yeah. I've, I've walked that path before. Yeah. So the question is, what's going on in your heart? Because I had some things going on in my heart that was driven off of performance. Yeah. Right? And so, Lord, thank you for trusting Cole um, with that, because mm -hmm. we know that you wouldn't give it to him if you can't get it through him. Mm, you know, that's good. Yeah. And again, it, it's what I believe is because of the spiritual seeds that have been sown, um, you've been able to be on the beneficiary side of a harvest of kingdom connection mm. that has led to a kingdom impact, not only in your home, but now it's going to be um, those things will be sown on campus. Yeah. In your friend groups, you yeah. know. And so, uh, man, that is. Thank you for sharing your vulnerability with that because you could have chose been like, you know, man, let me let me give another piece of my testimony. But mm. the fact that you shared that and, and it's cold, it is 100 percent truth that so often we think that those that are in ministry mm. are superhuman. Oh, yeah. And they're perfect, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and the feeling that you had, because, you know, a lot of PKs, CKs, um, Church kids and pastors' kids is the is what that stands for. Yeah. Somebody probably like, what is it? PKCK. Yeah. yeah. You talking about Burger King? You talking like, <laughs> like, like, like yeah, something. Krispy Kremes? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Um, man, th th there's there's the dynamics. There's the dynamics of when you are doing ministry. It often you can as a um, as a kid you can mm -hmm. feel like man they're doing all this for the kingdom. Yeah. But they're not doing it for their home. Mm -hmm. Or it could be. As a pastor, man, I'm doing all this for the kingdom, but I'm not doing it for my home. Yeah. You got both sides of it, the no, dichotomy yeah. of that, right? And so yeah. And I know like and I've seen plenty of of great speakers, great pastors that it's not that they're like no scandalous anything, just not really living necessarily what they're speaking all the time. It's like they kind of will they like may they they, they may question a calling from God or they may like mm. They're like, ah, oh, I don't know. I have this going on. I have this going on. Like this. And putting like the church first, maybe. Right. But like God speaking to you. Like the church is God's. Like yeah. that's not your baby. That's God's baby, right? right? Right. You just helped. You like, it's like like Solomon in the temple, right? The temple was never Solomon's. Solomon just built that job. Come on. You know what I'm saying? The boy's in the book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Solomon just helped Lord, the Lord put that together. But that's not Solomon's right. anymore, Right. And that's so tough for, for us because, like, oh, I built this with my own hands. Mm. I, like, do whatever. It's like, yeah, but you were guided by someone. Your hands were helped right. by someone else. That's good. And so I think that's that's just something that my family is really intentional with is, um, yeah, I just they just know none of this is really ours, but let's steward it well. Yeah. Let's, let's steward it well for other people. Let's steward it well for the kingdom. Um, so, yeah. Man, that is that is awesome. So speaking of that, let's let's talk about this FCA connection because for sure, you know, um, I think the leader. So we had Savannah on. Mm -hmm. She was leading when you were there. Yeah, I yeah. Think. Savannah was the Savannah was FCA when I got up yeah. to the Legacy Man. Like, so we 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 just we just recorded a pod with her. Okay. But I'm curious to hear, like, how has M, uh, FCA impacted your life yeah, from your from your position? I think, um, you know. It'd be good for those that may see this because a lot, man, we, you'd be shocked. Well, maybe not, but we got a lot of students that are, well, we, we get hit up by students like, when is the next episode coming? Really? And I'm like, Heck yeah, it's dude. the producer's fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I, awesome. I got to throw them under there. But I mean, but it's, and that's the reason why we do this. We want to make sure, man, we're putting out solid content. Yeah. Um, talking about the, mm -hmm. the impact, the kingdom impact that's happening in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's only happening because of, you know, the connections and relationships. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you're, you're, I love hearing that you're connected to a, um, a kingdom minded organization in college. Yeah. How did FCA even like you, you grew up as a PK. So let's just say uh -huh. for, for the person that is, that has, that is not a PK or a CK and maybe they, maybe their families go to church on Easter and Christmas and Mother's Day and, yeah. you know, maybe that's it. Yeah. But they they hear about an FCA program um, at school and but just you know talk through that like what what is FCA meant to you mm -hmm. how has it helped your journey um, and and 
Let's unpack that because there's some other stuff that you know happened at Student Weekend. We, I want to get into, but I want to segue into yeah. that. So, talk to me about that. What is FCA to you? Yeah, man. So FCA, I was not. I knew about FCA all through like middle school and high school, right? But I wasn't a part of an FCA till I came to Legacy. That was my middle of my sophomore year, right? So January of 2021 is when I came to Legacy, um, and that's when I met Savannah and got that connection through FCA and she really introduced me to the whole thing. Um, I knew about it obviously, but that was another thing with like my performance, like whatever. I was like, Oh, I play football, but I'm not good enough at football to be like an athlete, you know? Mm. So I was like, Oh, fellowship of Christian athletes. Like that's not me. Um, and so like, I was like, Oh, I'll pour myself into other things. And that's such a weird thing to, to get hung up on. But I, in me, in my mind, that was what it was. And so, uh, but coming into that, she brought me to that. Uh, she she helped me like get plugged into that, and that was um, headed up by Coach Oliver um, at Legacy. And Coach Oliver is one of my close like one of my closest friends at Legacy, which is crazy because like he's a teacher, but he taught me a lot. Um, he was very intentional with me. He was my he taught me how to long snap, and that was like the most recognition that I got um, in football. My fr- my senior year was mm. long snapping, um, and it was it was super fun. And he's just a great guy. So having that, just having a really intentional leader. And I know Lake Ridge is an intentional leader as well. Like, um, I've seen like their FCA grow exponentially because yeah. that's where I started for the first two years. Um, well, freshman and, and half of sophomore year, right? Started there at Lake Ridge. Um, but the FCA was not, I don't know that I knew that. Grow, yeah. What year was that? That would have been 2019 was my freshman year, 2019, 2020. And then 2020, was my sophomore year. So I was there from 2019 to December of 2020. Who's the quarterback? Who's the quarterback? Ooh. Wesley Smith. Okay. Wesley Smith, he's a he's my age, but he was a he was a freshman starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um No, yeah, so that so we lived 5 minutes from here? Okay. Yeah, right over by Lake, Lake Ridge. Um but yeah, so when we moved, I moved to Legacy. Um and yeah, Savannah was really intentional with me that, and I was like, okay, cool. This is just like a, a cool thing that I get to be part of, and um, and that kind of thing. And then it really started like growing out of nowhere. A uh, bunch of my main like organization at Legacy was student council. Bunch of student council people I played football with. Probably half all the guys there I think played football with me, and they were all Christians. And so we all started going. It's so, like when I started going, they started going with me, and then. A lot of like we had like a couple soccer players in Stuco, so they came, and then they had friends that knew new friends and new friends, and got to the point where we couldn't be in a classroom anymore. We had to go to the um, the football, the Mac, the, yeah, the Mac. We had to yeah. be in the meeting room um, on Wednesday mornings, and so that was huge. I had like never seen an organization grow that fast, um, especially with like, FCA. That's like that was just so cool. Yeah, um, and I think man, just Savannah was just so intentional. She was such an intentional leader. She always had, always had a plan. She's like, she was texting in the group chat. So my senior year, I was on the officer board. Mm-hmm. I was technically the treasurer. I didn't touch much money. They didn't really trust me with the money. <laughs> 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 um, but I was, I was, I was technically an officer. Um, like, look, yeah, hey, don't let me touch no money, man. Don't let me touch no money. No, no, no. But I'm a PK, but I'm still, I'm still hood. <laughs> No, yeah, so I was so we'd have a group chat and Savannah's like, all right, who wants to do the game this week? So we'd like do the game and we'd have these conversations like, okay, what do we want to do? It's like, let's connect it to the to uh, the devotional that we're doing. And and it got to the point, super cool, got to the point where we were going through a book when I first started. When I first started there, we had a, we had an FCA, there was an FCA like devotional book, mm-hmm. made it through in probably a year. Um, and I'm like, okay, now what do we want to do? Got to the point where we were just like, the officer corps and anyone in FCA, it's like, hey, I'm reading through this right now and I have this word. Um, if you give me a week, can I prepare like a sermon? Sure. So Savannah preached. Uh, I preached once or twice. Addison Canaan preached once or twice. Addison's a great, great speaker. A um, bunch of other people, a bunch of the officer corps spoke at least once or twice. And that was super cool growing in that sense. Like just having this organization that, is effectively run by students. Like obviously FCA is like, it's it's like run by people like you and Ken, but like 
day to day, y'all can't be there all the time. It's like y'all, like you got so many more schools that you are that you're over. So day to day, it's just so cool that y'all are intentional with who is y'all know who's the leaders of each school. Mm-hmm. And it's like those people are those people got it and y'all help us when we need help. And then like we would on like uh the big SCA nights where it was we would do something different than just a devotional, like on the Monday nights we'd call up people from Rush and we'd call up people from from TCAL and from Creekwood and like if they wanted to do worship or um oh, I forget his name now, but we got this one time we had a speaker, he was a um, catcher for Cincinnati. Um You mean the pitcher? Was he the pitcher? To my TJ? Yes, yeah, it was yeah. TJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to Legacy. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah, remember yeah. that. Because yeah, that was yeah. my that would have been my junior year. Yeah. Um, but he was great and all that stuff. So and for me, uh the one or two times that I spoke, that was really growing for me. Mm. Just like not feeling a little bit feeling like I'm like in my father's shadow, but not really, because it's like the Lord speaking through me, and this right. has nothing to do with my dad. Wow. It doesn't have to. The only thing that comes from my dad is that I can imitate, um, not imitate, but just like use him as an example of what a good speaker is and what an intentional speaker is, because uh, he's great at it. And yeah, and so that was just super cool having that like student leadership that is stewarded by you and Ken. And I know that like like specifically like uh, Ken would come to the football field like all the time. Mm-hmm. Like he was there all the time. Um, and just watching practice and talking to me. He's like, hey, man. Like, like we're literally doing drills. And he's, like, talking to me. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like if I hear my name, I got to go. It's just like we're having this conversation <laughs> right. real quick. Like, dude, how's, how's school going? What's going on? What, what? Oh, cool. What schools are you at right now? Like, what's been happening in other FCAs? Like, dude, Summit's, like, blowing up. I'm like, dude, that's so cool. Like, Summit's, like, awesome. Like, I didn't know there was, like, a big FCA. He's like, yeah, man, it's, like, super cool. Like, we filled it this whole bit. Like, like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, like just knowing that I had guys like you two, like just there and that y'all, we could call you whenever. Um, but that y'all were, would steward us enough to, to, to have the day to day stuff. Man, I was um, super proud of y'all. Cause I know dude, I the, time, the times that I would walk into, uh, coach Oliver's class or even when it was the, in the Mac. Yep. Um, and I show up, there was never any worry that Y'all didn't have it under control. You know I mean? The games that. were always crazy. Yeah. The word, yeah. The word was always on point. Y'all were in the book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I believe, I don't know if you've seen recent pictures. I might have. Of It's in the pack now. No Le- way. Legacy is averaging close to 300 a week now. Dude, that's so sick. That's so like sick. Like it is. It, it was, they started out around 200. Yeah. Because what happened is we... We end up having to have it in the hallway by the cafeteria, not the hallway. You know where they sell the yeah. cookies at? Yeah. So right across from the cookies. Our first yes. one, first one we showed up, they were like, hey, you got this little spot right here. And you yeah. see the little like, window? So no it's like some kind of window that rolls yeah. up. Yeah, that's our Stuco, our okay. Stuco store. Yeah. They were like, you can have it right there by the Stuco store. And people were like, okay, all right. It was the first one. So we like, yes, right, yeah. Cool. We got a little area, you know, a little two by two, whatever yeah. it is. When would this have been? What year? This year. Oh, okay. This okay, year. And the first meeting, very first meeting at the Stuco window. Okay. 170 show up. Dude, that's so awesome. And I remember it was like, a, I don't know if it was security or somebody wrote up, it was like, yeah, this is not going to work. This is the fire hazard. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, y'all cannot have this many kids yeah. all so, bunched up together. Yeah, so the next week, uh, Cole, man, it was so awesome. Dude, the next week we go into the pack. Yeah. And. 220, I don't even, I don't even remember how many, but now they average, they've averaged 300. I think one week hit like 333, and it came back down to three. But um, just know the work you and Savannah put in, and even those mm. that you know were before y'all, um, the little seeds that yeah. y'all sown mm. into the freshmen's yeah. and sophomores, right? Like we're getting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to the book. Well, let's stop playing around. Let's just go ahead and go to the book. Let's go to Book of Acts, man. All right, but uh, let's go to the Book of Acts. I, I can I can see it. See if I can find it real quick. So this is this is wild because I'm thinking about the growth. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Let me see. Let me let, let me find this. All right. So is that we'll look okay. at the growth of the church? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So thank thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay. Acts 1. Yep. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay. So, 
I'm going to go 12. So go Acts 1, 12. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. Um, let's just read through this real quick and just tell me what you hear. We talk about the growth of the church. Yeah. Um, then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from, from the Mount of Olives, a distance of half a mile. When they arrived, they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying. Here are the names of those that were present. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Tom, uh, Thomas, Bartholomew, uh, Matthew, James. Uh, let's see where we at. Simon and Judas. Mm -hmm. They all met together and were consistently, yep. excuse me, constantly so united in prayer. Yep. Along with Mary, the mother of Jesus several other women and the brothers of Jesus. So you have a, a group of people from all backgrounds. Yeah. Get a little posse going on. Mm -hmm. Then it goes on to say in 15, during this time, when about 120 believers Dude. were meeting together in one place, mm -hmm. kingdom connections lead to kingdom relationships and create kingdom yeah. Impact. impact there it is it says peter stood up and addressed them brothers he said the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning judas who guided those who arrested jesus this was predicted long ago by the holy spirit speaking through king david yeah. judas was one of us who shared in the ministry with us and then it goes on to say judas had brought had bought a field of um a field with the money that he had received from the treachery um, falling headfirst there, his body split open, spilling out all his intestines. This is a bad day for my boy. Uh, <laughs> um, the news of his death spread to all the people of Jerusalem, and they gave this place the Aramaic um, name. Um, Field of Blood. Say it again. Field of Blood. Field of Blood. Yep. Peter continued, this was written in the book of Psalms, where it says, let his home become desolate mm -hmm. with no one living in it. It also says, let someone take his position. Yeah. So let me jump down. So that and now they're, they're, they're trying to fill, fill a spot, right? Right. So then they go, it go you go into, um, uh, let's jump into now Acts 2. Right. Fast forward, it says, on the, the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly... There was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, mm -hmm. and it filled the house where everyone was sitting. Man, we had an opportunity to be able to see a movement of God there mm -hmm. to go from Coach Oliver's room yeah. to the Mac. Right. Studco. Just outside, there's not even really in a room space. <laughs> yeah. To now in the pack. Yeah. And the growth to go from, I think y'all started out with maybe 15, 20 students. Maybe, yeah. To 300. Yeah. That's insane. That's so awesome. Talk about what was predicted years ago. Mm-hmm. Of what the Holy Spirit would do when the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit fell, mm -hmm. and thank you and your and, and Savannah and all those that said, you know what, on a campus of two thousand students, we are going to be bold in our faith. We, we're we're not we're going to be unashamed. Yeah, and because of that, y'all have left behind um, a legacy at Legacy. Hey, wow. Yeah. Y'all left that place better than you found it. Because the reality is, is if y'all didn't replace, sometimes mm -hmm. there's good and sometimes it's good in that. Putting people in position, officers and hey, you you know, you you're coming in. Yeah. Right. So it's so you notice how I'm tying that in. Like like there, yeah. there's like we have to do that well. Yes. Yeah. And your dad went through that, right? So the yeah, person absolutely. before him did that well, said, Hey, let me bring bring you alongside. Mm -hmm. Now there wasn't any negative, there wasn't any, you know, taking of money, you know, stuff yeah. like that. But I think we 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 have a responsibility as those that are stewarding moments that God has given us. Right. Stewarding shepherd um shepherding God's flock. Mm -hmm. Um we have a responsibility 
to make sure that as we are leaving somewhere, we leave it better than we found it. Absolutely, yeah. Right? And so, man, I think that um, it's cool to be able to see the expansion of the church here. Um, and there, there was more, you know, that there, it, it went on, it goes on to just say how the growth kept happening. Um, but man, it's been cool just to be able to watch that. Cause I can, I remember vividly seeing you there Yeah. and now you're not there, but the, the growth of it's still moving and, and I get nervous calling it a church, but it's like, what, what do you but call it? Is. it? It's a group of when one or two are gathered right. with them. You know, so I get nervous because I'm like, man, so does that make me a church planner? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, like, I don't, I don't want that weight. Hey, but, I don't know, man. Um, but there's a lot of, I mean, so you got Legacy 300. You got Summit High School, they're averaging 225. You have um, middle schools that they average 100 plus. Yeah. Um, who else? Who, who, um, Which that ratio is crazy. Like, a middle school averaging 100 plus... I don't know, maybe maybe eight hundred people. Well, you know when you were at, you know when you're at Legacy, the school that actually had the 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 most amount of students showing up was Job. They were running one seventy five. That's so insane. But I could see that though. I mean, they they was hungry. Yeah, they were hungry. That's okay. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say about like the the new the new freshmen this year and like even the sophomores. Like, dude, they are wild. But like, God's using that. Yeah. You know, like they're crazy. And like, as like a senior, I was like, dude. They're just all over the walls. They're bouncing off the walls. But, like, that's really what you need because by the time you're a senior, you get so, like, like I'm done with this. I don't want to be here anymore. Like, right. school is whatever. But it's, like, they're they're the hungriest people in the school because this is all brand new for them. Right. And so it's, like, that's super important freshman year, early years to get plugged in and, like, to, to what you were saying, leave it better than you found it. As seniors, that's our job right. to – and if that doesn't look like directly impacting the freshmen, that looks like impacting the sophomores or impacting the mm. juniors who will impact the freshmen, right? That's good. Because like – and the freshmen are always the biggest class. Every single year, the freshman class is the biggest because by senior year, you have people changing schools. You have people dropping out. You have all these other factors. So the numbers – think last – when I was a senior, freshman class was 900 plus, just the freshmen. And whereas I graduated with a class of uh, 550. You know, so wait, 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 because most schools in Mansfield are running like 2,000, 2,200 mm -hmm. and 900 of them was freshmen. Yep. <sighs> yeah, I think I think Legacy's wow. like, yeah, 2,500, something like that. But yeah, that 900, of, 900 of them are freshmen. So let, let's let's segue That's into yeah. your friend group, because I, I have this thing. Yeah, that, man, man I, I have a bent towards your top four. Right. I call it top four. Jesus had three, 12, 72. You know, there's your, no your boys. Yeah, yeah. So I believe the old adage of, you know, you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Mm. Um, for me, you know, Mark, Mark two and Mark eight are very pivotal pieces of the gospel because you had a blind man who his friends pulled him out of the village. Okay. Um, and this is Mark eight. Okay. 22. And then you have Mark two where the friends took a friend, a man that was on a mat and lowered yeah, him lower down him to down. Jesus. And I believe that you must have the right friends in all seasons. Yeah. Because there's multiple seasons of life. Mm -hmm. There's the summer. Yep. Depending on Texas or whatever state you're in, it could be Three 170 seasons. degrees. We have summer and winter. That's it. Right. <laughs> um, some states, they actually get a, a normal summer. But here in Texas, it just Not gets really. interesting. Um, but, but you got summer. Yeah. You got spring, yeah, right? Um, you have winter, and then you have the fall. Mm. And you need friends that understand how to be godly friends in all four seasons. Yeah. And both of these men, one was blind, one was lame. lame. Yeah. Because sometimes we, we're blind and lame at the same time. But that's because yeah. we don't have the right friends in the right season mm -hmm. that will identify and say, hey, man, the way you're seeing, it's not right. You're seeing people that look like trees walking. Mm. And that's a problem. Yeah. It sounds like you, 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 you have a group of friends that... Um, that have kept you grounded, that have that that have that have been there for you. But it also sounds like, um, I mean, I was able to see, uh, you know, from Student Weekend at Rush Creek that yeah. you that you invited some friends, and man, they 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 had some life change. Can you 
Yeah. Can you can you unpack the value of having friends um, in your life in the right season so that if you fall, mm-hmm. they can point and be like, yo, bro, like, man, you're not, mm, there's something there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, story he's talking about, obviously, is uh, so my my senior year, student weekend is our um, D-Now weekend, whatever your church calls it, right? So um, our overnight stay weekend. Um, and that's a huge, for Rush Creek, we see a lot of new people come student weekend. Because it's a fun event. It's it's really, really cheap. It is not a whole lot of time. It's two days. And that next Monday you have school off anyway, so why not just spend your weekend at church, right? It's not like you're wasting your weekend. So we get a lot of people, new people. And I don't know. It was definitely a God feeling, but it wasn't like, it. Wa- it was really like still small voice, like Elijah the wind kind of movement, right? So uh, January, we would have just started the off-season football, which for a senior, that means you're not really doing much. So my best friends at the time were a guy named Nathan, his brother Andrew, a guy named Buck, and a guy named Aiden, right? So those were my, like, four best friends, right? Um, Three of them played football with me. Andrew was just Nathan's brother, and he was also in student council with me, so that's how we got close. Um, And so... I'd been intentional with them. I'd been trying to get them to come to church with me for a while. Um, Buck, Buck and Aiden had been going to uh, our devotionals a little bit. Uh, we had like morning devotionals with my my small group on, on Monday mornings, and they'd come a couple times. But I could tell that it was not an it was not an intentional thing for them. Um, so I was like, "Hey, man, we have this fun thing this weekend. If y'all want to come, you're more than welcome to." Kind of just sowed the seed a couple weeks before it started. Right? It's like, "Hey." Um, deadlines are coming up. If y'all still want to go, you should go. And um, not mean to throw them under the bus, but Nathan and Andrew are textbook procrastinators. Um, actually, they all are. I don't know why I just said Nathan and Andrew. They're all textbook <laughs> procrastinators. Hey, so, I'm not, yeah, let's, let's call them all out. It was, it was the day of, and I think Nathan actually missed the deadline. I had to talk to my student pastor. I'm like, hey, man, you need to get this kid in. And he's like, we can do that. And so it was a huge God thing like, like technically, like they barely just made it through, but I was like, I just, I just really want them to come. Um, for nothing more than just maybe sow the seed, have some fun with my buddies, mm-hmm. introduce them to my church friends. Maybe if they meet my church friends, they'll want to come to church more. Didn't think anything was really going to come of it. I just wanted to have like fun, and, and they were my closest friends. I wanted them to come. So, end up coming first night. Uh, so we, we bring our stuff to the church first night. Speaker comes out. Uh, tears the roof off the place. Um, super cool. Great testimony. One of those like, wow testimonies, you know. Um, and I was like, man, that was good. That was a good. Prayed out. He's doing the gospel thing. Um, which again, PK, been in the church my whole life. That's like, all right, close my eyes. Praying that someone's going to raise their hand. That's cool. They say, I see you. I see you. And I'm like, do you really? I don't know if there's people <laughs> raising their hand. Um, <laughs> But you know, you know, it's like it's like it's kind of like a, it's kind of like one of those. And I was like, all right, man, cool. He's like, he's like, if you just if you just raise your hand, stand up for me, um, stand up for me. We have people in the back. They're gonna talk to you and walk you through your walk you through that decision you've made. And I'm like, hallelujah, praise God. Songs coming up. Start standing up. I start worshiping, and I look to my right, and they're all gone. And I was like, where did they go? And they're all in a huddle with our, tur- our, our our leader, Mike, talking about salvation. They all left. I was like, well, shoot, I better go over there and talk to them then. So I get up. We join this huddle. And Mike's ha- uh, Mike has this great picture of us all huddled together and, and praying over each other. Um, and it was just this it – was it was one of the biggest God moments that I'd experienced in my life at that point because I was like, what a physical representation of, like, intentionality, you know? Mm. And, and they've been super intentional since then. Like Buck still comes to church every Sunday. Um, Nathan and Andrew have started coming to church a lot more Sundays and they talk about like, they talk about church. Like Nathan's still in high school. Andrew's graduated. He's at a and now. Um, Nathan still talks about like going to, to church on Wednesdays. Aiden, uh, is still super intentional with coming on Sundays and he started inviting friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through then they've just been a huge impact, right? Um, Buck brings his little his little nephew, uh, who he's basically a father to, um, and that's just a huge, huge blessing to see that like 
him bringing his, his little brother and then that brings his sisters and then that brings his mom and all just all this huge thing that I just like, did not think was going to be anything. So after that, when they called me, they're like, hey, we want to make a video about like your student weekend thing. This is over the summer, by the way. This is like okay. July okay. when that video was shot. I was like, dude, that was like months ago, but okay, that's cool. So Aiden actually wasn't in the video because he had um, he's playing uh, he's playing football for Texas Wesley, and so he was doing uh, they were doing base camp over there because um, this was like late July, early August, uh, and it's funny in the video, Buck like left after the video to go to Wayland Baptist. He was already packed up; his stuff was in the car because they were doing camp uh, at Wayland um, as well. So yeah, it was just a huge, huge God thing for sure. Got to go to the book. Mm-hmm. Romans 10. Romans 10. Mm. We're going 10-9 or we're going something? You, oh, oh, he, oh, he knew where I was going. I sure did. Yes, so as I'm hearing this, like. Uh, mm. We have to be intentional. As I call it. There's a, there's a saying, I, I'll probably get this trademark, I don't know. <laughs> Seeing eye to eye. Mm -hmm. Intentional investment. Mm, yeah. You made an intentional investment to sow a seed yeah. and say, hey, oh, you know, man, I, I just got this thing. It's this weekend. Love for you to come. Yeah. Then you... Because they procrastinated, you had to go and make another another intentional investment mm. to get them in. And because of that, there was a decision that was made. Yeah. Let's run it. Mm -hmm. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Mm -hmm. For it is by believing in your heart. That you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures say, tell us. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Mm -hmm. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. Yeah. They have the same Lord who generously gives to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But... How can they call on him mm -hmm. to save them unless they believe in him? Mm -hmm. And how can they believe in him if they have never heard? And how can they hear without being told? And how can they preach unless they're sent? You've had the opportunity to be sent. Mm. How beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news? You were bringing, you, you've been in this, this fertile training ground and God has just been moving in your heart um, and, and you get an opportunity yeah. to be sent. Yeah. To tell your friends about something, to come in here because you've heard the good news because your parents... We're sowing seeds. Yeah. And now you're in a position to openly invite your friends mm. so that the kingdom relationship can lead to a kingdom connection for them vertically that leads to a kingdom impact. Yeah. Man. Like. That's good, man. Um, Cole, you won't live to see the impact that's going to have on their life. Yeah. Like, because that's a story that they will be able, man, like, man, I was, I, I wasn't thinking about going. Mm -hmm. And that was the day, it, like, it, it changed their life because you decided. Yeah. Let me, because I believe, because I've heard, let me openly just declare that Jesus is Lord and let me invite. Let me, yeah. Let's invite you, man. Let's come. It's come. And so as I, as I hear this, as we, as we land this plane, um, Cole, 
what is it that God is doing in your heart and your life right now? What is something that you're excited about mm-hmm. that you just like, man, like, man, at, uh, outside of being a, a PK, which is exciting. Yeah. But what is, where are you at right now? Because you've kind of come full circle with just how God has just been working through you, um, through, through the ministry of Rush Creek and FCA and, and Bucks, you know, yeah. and man, you've had to memorize scripture and be disciple telling your testimony. And um, for those that are, are going to see this, that are in high school or in college, yeah, like I want them to just know like, man, like it, there's going to be hard times, right? Yeah. And the Bible tells us that. Yeah. Promised. One of the only things that's promised. But it also, uh, Romans 5, is it 3? Okay. For, for we know that, um, that troubles, and, troubles and trials, um, they will help develop character. Yeah, develop, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You've been through some development. Mm-hmm. What should they know? Like, like, is is the the scripture memorization and evangelism training? Is it worth it? Like, it like, mm. where's God? What do you feel like God is like moving in your life? Like, what what's yeah, dude? Where's call at now? Like, where are we help us land this plane? Yeah, man. Um, dude, as far as scripture memorization goes, it's like essential. So good and so easily over overlooked. Um, the word calls the word a sword, right? Mm. And the shield, you need the shield to protect yourself from the devil and you need the sword to fight him, right? Come on. So, yeah, I mean, you, I, I call him like, and I didn't make this up, it was from a book that I was reading um, about purity, actually. And it was like, it was talking about temptations. Like when you're tempted, you need to have like a dagger verse where it's like, Boom! Like a little little attack, like a little attack, um, attack verse, and so like have those offensive verses and have those defensive verses. And what I mean, offensive defensive, offensive is who God is, and defensive is who God has made you to be, and how God's like protecting you, That's right? Good. It's, like, it's like man. So in my Bible, right, I'm going through a. Um, uh, apologetics Bible right now and for I have like highlighters right and the highlighters mean like different things so I'm highlighting like one of my highlighters is goodness of God power and prophecy um, love of God what we're called to do and just justice of God right so mm. and so you highlight I'm highlighting these verses I'm going through Jeremiah right now a mm. lot of prophecy a lot of justice of God a lot of power of God right and someone can read Jeremiah and be like, dude, this Old Testament God, this Old Testament this, this Old Testament that. Why is he giving these people over to Babylon? Why is he doing this? Um, why is he telling this these people in a verse that if you don't, if you don't um, work under this authority that I've put in you, Nebuchadnezzar, who we know Nebuchadnezzar wasn't a great guy, God said, I'm going to get mad at you if you don't under this authority. God, what does that mean? God, why are you calling me to be under this authority of this politician, of this person my boss is this my parents are this like whatever why are you calling me to be under this authority because i'm going to make you something greater off of that come on right just like what you said try he he never waste our pain exactly the trials bring endurance right so yeah i mean embrace the pain i mean and and that i learned that in athletics like working out lifting weights like come on you don't I don't feel good about myself unless I'm in pain in the gym, right? I'm like, dude, that must have been a wasted day because I didn't feel anything. Let's go and go. Keep, keep going. I think yeah, yeah. Because I, because some, because you, because we never. I don't ever want to assume that anyone watching this I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this. You talking like FCA related, like like knows like. Here, here, here's the statistic I'll give you okay. that is, that's given me some, some um, that's humbled me. Okay. But it's, it's been good wisdom. Um, we'll go to some, some of these FCA um, huddles, and I'll ask, hey, does everyone have a church home? Raise your hand. 20, 30%. Mm. 
or who's going to the youth group? 20, 30%. Yeah. Like the numbers are low. So I don't They're want low. to, I think as we're saying this, it's good to give them the actual scripture so they can go and meditate yeah, on it. Yeah, you don't want to assume they know. And so, um, but I was, that's all I was saying. I'm, I'm going to pull some up. You keep, yeah, you yeah, keep yeah. going. Um, so yeah, I mean, trials bring endurance, embrace the pain, embrace, because pain means something's coming, right? Like, God never puts you in the pit for longer than you can withstand, right? It says in Scripture that no temptation is, is new, and then no, tem, no temptation does not have a way out, right? Um, and that doesn't mean that it's a way out that we can find alone, but it's a way out, and God's usually that way out. That was That's something that maturing took a lot for me. I would imagine, okay, temptation, there's got to be a door somewhere. There's got to be a way out of this that I can do. But it was always the Lord. That was always the door, and I got caught up looking for the door myself, and that's when I would fall into temptation. So rest in the Lord, abide is a new word that I've, not a new word to me, obviously, but like a, a word that I'm learning a lot more in college is like, what's the difference in working for the Lord and abiding, right? I don't feel like you can work well if you don't abide. If you don't live in mm. the house of the Lord, you can't work for the house of the Lord Come because on. you got to make a commute. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you gotta if you gotta go out of your way to get to the house of the Lord so you can do the work, you're not gonna want to do the work as much, right? If the Bible is, if your Bible is put away in some closet on this tall shelf, you're not gonna want to get up to that tall shelf and grab the Bible and dust it off and and do it every morning. If it's sitting right on your nightstand, that's different, right? That kind of thing. Um, so put yourself in positions where the gospel is and the word of the Lord is right there. That doesn't mean it's going to be easier. It's just going to be accessible. Right. And then, yeah, I mean, just something I'm learning in college is like, nothing of this needs to be about me. It just needs to be about like the kingdom. Like right. what, what, what am I going to do for the kingdom? Right. So what that looks like for me right now is in my fraternity, we have different, positions where you can serve the fraternity right so this next semester i'm going to be part of the rush team which is the guys who talk to to new potential pledges um and get them excited about about bucks and excited about what we have and a lot of that is just different like you join this fraternity because they're different than every other person on right. on campus right? right and so like when i'm there i don't need to be like i want to be different than other people and my fraternity. Mm. I want to be different than the non-believers. I want to be different than the lukewarm believers that are in fraternities that are not growing their faith. I want to be different than the world, right? But that's not for me. That's for these pledges, these potential pledges that can be different for other people. So this is right. So I was trying to, I was debating on where I was going to go yeah. um, with this because there were several scriptures that, that jumped out. So this is uh, Hebrews 6. Yeah. Um, and this is 12, and it says, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic yep. things about God's word. Mm -hmm. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For yep. someone who lives on milk is still an infant yep. and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature. Yep. Who, through training, yep. have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong mm -hmm. and what i hear you saying is like man there's a season of life that because of the the, the pain that produces endurance and character i'm no longer i'm no longer being fed that baby milk yeah i'm no longer being fed that baby food yeah like you got to give me something solid why because your boy then went through some pain mm -hmm. and that pain has produced character endurance yeah and that means i need something solid mm -hmm. that's good you know that's this good. guy eats solid food look at him mm -hmm. <laughs> hey man, I, hey man. I, don't, I don't miss no meals <laughs> spiritual meals or physical yes, meals. hey it's got the both let's the go. both and let's go yes sir oh, man cole man like this has been a pleasure like i i, I we gotta we gotta run this back because there are some mm -hmm. stuff that i want to i want to jump into you brought it up the purity stuff and as a PK kid, and as it like there, there's that needs to be in a pod in in itself. Oh no, yeah, I want to talk about purity. That's a whole other part of my testimony. I, I want to go all the way there, yeah. right? And so, um, but man, I thank you for this time today, just for 
giving us the gift of your vulnerability and just, you know, just unpacking in a very transparent way what it's like to be a PK and yeah. um, the pressures of life, the performance and things like that. And um, but let like if 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 you will, yeah, I'd love to have you back on and um, for us to go a little bit more deeper and let's talk about this purity thing because yes, sir, man, it's something big, bro. It's something big. Oh, yeah. I think that right now. I'd like to just do just a pod just on that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but man, I, I, again, I appreciate this time of us just unpacking the life of Cole and, you know, the preacher's kid. And but mm-hmm. he, the part that I love is that we were able to really help those that will see this understand that your identity isn't being a PK. Your identity is being Cole. 